1: I've sacrificed and built so much independently up to this point, knowing that one day, today, I would be able to provide for a queen yourself. So I promise to be that man that you've always sought after. That supporter, that provider, um, not only financially, but emotionally, spiritually, independently. <laughs> Sexually. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Welcome to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Cara Berry, Married at First Sight Edition. Two things I, you guys, I am a pet sitter. I have a pet sitting business in New York, so there you go. Um, if you heard that, you might hear some more. I am currently watching a very cute, but very, um, you know, he, he's a puppy. His name is Winston, so he's going to be my co-host for the next few episodes, but I uh, my apologies in advance. Also, it's a bit echoey in here, so sorry. Um, Let's talk about the latest episode. We all know, I feel like this is kind of the reason why people don't really get into Married at First Sight, is these initial episodes are really more for those who know what is what to anticipate right like we know it's gonna be slow we know we're gonna have to slog through these weddings and the vows and the reception and the parents and the brunches and then we get to the meet but by then it's like kind of too late so like i said y'all know that this episode wasn't going to be super thrilling um So hopefully we can get into it very quickly. Let's start with the two episodes, or excuse me, the two couples that we have left to get married. That was Rachel and Jose, and also Brett and Ryan. So let's start off with Brett and Ryan. A couple that I was like, "Mm, I don't really know. Y'all heard my sister, she says she feels like a Brett herself, so she feels some sort of connection with her. Do I like Brett? Yes, am I constantly in a state of terror trying to realize, okay, her name is Brett. It's not Ryan. It could be Ryan because that's also a good name for a girl. And I'm like constantly just in this point of like, is that her every time I say her name, I'm like panicking that I'm saying the wrong name. But Brett starts off there's like so much um, like dramatic, dark music not the sort of music that you would typically associate with the oh the excitement of getting ready to get married it's more of like a what's behind that door Alice are we all gonna get murdered it was very a weird choice um she Ryan's constantly wiping his forehead so much flop sweat happening I mean prayers up and God bless to whoever was on the makeup team production whoever had like a Preparation H or some sort of Keels under eye serum for Ryan. Those bags, wow. I, I could not take them. They're incredibly distracting. Somebody managed to get them in line for the special occasion. And thank God bless you. You'll see your gift in heaven for sure. So Brett keeps talking about how she's ready for her love story to begin, how she would be devastated if her heart was broken again and then Ryan starts talking about how he's 35 his friends have gotten married and he's almost to the point where he's getting jealous of them and that is not a good reason to get married okay as somebody who was like probably the last single one out of her like core group of friends or for the most part the last single one it's not a good look that's not a reason that's I, I would never. I would never. First of all, I'm not jealous. Let's let the record show. I'm not jealous. <laughs> who, who Who's protesting too much? Might be me. Um, but that I have enough um, sense to know that I can't be just doing things because everybody else is doing them. So anyway, when they get to the aisle, did you hear Bre- Brett introduce herself and... She's like, oh, is your name Ryan? Because she couldn't quite hear it. And he said, yes, ma'am. I'll be damned. I'll be damned. I'll tell you what, like, I don't want to kink shame anybody, but for myself, like, I'm not going to be sleeping with anybody who calls me ma'am. That's not happening. Not in this lifetime and not in the next. Um, they the, they go through their vows and they end up kissing before the vows are even done. Before they even get to the you may kiss your bride. But I don't know. I could tell there was a little bit of chemistry. But something is, hmm, I'm still on the fence about them. I still believe that Ryan has a demon inside of him and it has yet to be vanquished. And I'm just, uh, I don't know about him. I really don't. Um, He's delighted about how attracted he is to Brett. And he says, in his words, she's friggin' amazing. And again, much like the ma'am, I'm not friggin' anybody who says friggin'. So when it's time to take photos, Ryan says that Brett is not exactly what he described as his type physically, but it works. And I'm just very curious to know what his type is. No, I'm not. I know exactly what it is. It's probably like... Tiny, very thin, blonde, I would imagine, maybe the occasional brunette, but I have to imagine, like, every girl that he's ever dated has a, just like a whole drawer full of jorts, daisy dupes to be specific. And that's not even shade. Like it's Texas and I get it, but you know what I mean? Like, I just feel like she's got like the really short, like she buys the ones from Abercrombie and then she cuts them even shorter. You know, that, that kind of chick. We never really hear the first dance music, obviously, because that shit is probably actual music that they're not going to be paying for. But we get the impression that their first dance, Brett and Ryan's is a country song. And Ryan wants to do a two-step but Brett is completely out of her comfort zone and she says that this is not her wheelhouse she doesn't know anything about this she this is not her lifestyle not her choice and I have to wonder like she's from Texas or she's from the south right you know I mean I know that there are all types of people but it would just be surprising to me that you wouldn't know a basic two-step I don't know maybe that's maybe that's overstepping it but also, I wonder if she might be worried that he might be a little conservative for her. I really wonder if maybe that's what she was trying to say. She, like, barely doesn't want to dance. She doesn't want to dip. She doesn't want him to twirl her. It's a whole thing. She doesn't want to do this. And then we get to, um, you know, the part where they talk to the friends and family and the wedding party. And... Um, and Ryan starts talking to the bridesmaids and he says he'd never dated a redhead before. Like, you'll see what I mean. Didn't this man come on the show saying that he dates 50, 11 girls all the time. that He dated dozens of women over the past few years. Not one of them. Not one of your flavors of the week has been redhead. Not one has been Ginger that 's very weird. There gets to be this whole like weird conversation of like she 's not like other redheads, like there are uh, you know brett 's type of redheads, and then there are the other ones, and she 's not the other kind and i I would have liked to explore more of what they meant by that, like creepy <laughs> <laughs> like what do you mean what did they mean? It seemed to be like an unspoken. Thing between them are like oh yeah she's we know what redheads are like but she's not that kind I, I would have just like to know more about that but also how has he not ever dated a redhead very strange um, Brett talks to the groomsmen and point blank is like okay am I Ryan's type and they're like no you're not um, but one of them says not even remotely are you his type but his type is chicks that don't work out for him so you know <laughs> good save guy um then in a confessional brett says that really on a surface level she doesn't know necessarily that ryan would be her type either but she feels like he has good character traits and she's optimistic about the whole thing um so then brett starts talking again to the groomsmen about how this like country music, two-step in lifestyle, the fact that he has a ranch or they go out on the ranch all the time. It's just not anything she really knows anything about. And they're like, what do you mean? She's like, I could, you know, I could ask you a question, but sorry, you guys. I couldn't even ask you a question because I wouldn't even know like what to ask you in terms of what you guys do with your life but uh, do you guys go to the ranch to shoot animals? And he was like, well, would that be a problem? <laughs> and She's like, yeah, well, not really my thing. And he's like, yeah, well, it does happen. So I don't know what to tell you, girl. So that's, you know, a, we'll put a pin and a big question mark on that situation. But after that, Brett sits down with her girls and, you know, the question of, Will they or won't they have sex comes up. Brett seems pretty insecure about having to take her makeup off. And she's like, you know, what if he doesn't like me? Just me and all natural. And to me, I'm like, girl, don't worry about it. Like, what can this man say to you? Brett says that it's a really vulnerable thing to do, but... Also, she's wants to be vulnerable. That's why she's here. That's why she's doing this whole thing. So I like her attitude and I like her optimism. I just wish, I feel like there's another guy out there for her. I don't think Ryan is the one. Moving on to Jose and Rachel, another couple who I'm like, mm, I don't know, girl. They're the final couple to get married. I, even in the few episodes and the very little that we've seen him, I've had a tendency to glaze over Jose. One, his mouth is a lot to look at. I mean, his face is a lot to look at. And that's mean. That's mean. But there's a lot to see there, okay? And there's a lot to explore. But also, he's probably the guy that I like the least so far. I mean, I guess that should come as a surprise to no one, since I basically just called him ugly. Um, But... In his voiceover, he says on the way to the wedding that he starts talking about how he's accomplished so much and his young life. And isn't this guy like 34, 35? Are you really acting like the fact that you graduated college and got a master's degree is that out of the realm of possibility at 34? Like, okay, maybe not all of us are, you know, pouring our money into the two homes that we could possibly own because most of us can't afford homes, okay, Jose? Maybe that's what you're talking about. But most of us, most people have finished college by 34. No shade if you haven't, I'm just saying. That's not, like, something we need to be patting ourselves on the back for, right? Anyway. Um, we then we get to Rachel, and, oh. The way she was talking was a red flag for me because, listen, she said earlier and she says in this package as she's getting ready that she lost 35 pounds. She lost 35 pounds after her breakup, the guy cheated on her, right? Six months ago, which is another red flag. But of course, if you want to lose weight and you reach your goal, You, there's nothing wrong with being proud of that. Like, of course you're going to be proud, but she seems to have a, there seems to be a strong connection between her complete confidence and this weight loss. And that concerns me, Um, you know, and it also doesn't mean that because you lost weight and because you found confidence that you're ready for marriage, you know, those things don't necessarily all go together. Rachel says that her main concern about her potential husband is that he might be boring and that they might not be able to have conversation. She doesn't want to be the one who's constantly carrying conversation. Jose's more concerned about his future wife not being attracted to him because he says that he has a big forehead and a bigger nose and that he's, quote, less than six feet tall. Um, How much less, Jose? I think... I think the how much less might be more of an issue than the forehead. I wasn't even looking at the forehead and, or the nose, frankly. I thought his nose was fine. It's the short for me. And my, I'm being so mean. (laughs) This man has done nothing to me. What really rubbed me the wrong way is when he said, like, I don't want any IG models. And he seems to have this, like, I don't know how you can be insecure about your looks but also make so many demands about what else what your partner should be right like it just I don't like that shit here's my issue with Jose is that Jose seems to be using the show as a dating service and like in many ways that's fair but it's also like are you really prepared for this or are you just at the end of your rope it really seems to me like Jose is just tired and he just wants somebody to do the job for him. You know, that I think that's what really bothers me. Anyway, now. I don't like the vows. I really don't care because what they don't know each other, so like is this like some big profound thing for me? No. Y'all just met. But um did Jose said he could not have possibly said. But did he say that She, Rachel, could depend on him, not financially, but emotionally, spiritually, and (coughs) uh, sexually. (coughs) Did he say not financially? That's just like a weird thing. Maybe he said not only financially. I pray that that's what he said, because, ew, ew. (laughs) Like, it's fine to, but to say it, you know what I mean? (laughs) Then they did something called a lasso ritual, which I wish they had talked more about because they don't really talk about what their um, ethnic background is. I'm going to assume that they're Mexican. No, I know that they're Mexican because they said where where their family was from. Okay, they're Mexican, but they didn't really get into like, they didn't mention Mexican tradition. They just like did this lasso thing which maybe that's just like a catholic thing i don't know because basically they get these big rosaries they put two rosaries around you know the husband and the wife and then they tie them together and then they like say some kind of vow thing um i had never heard of that i don't know if it's a texas thing i don't know if it's a mexican thing but i would like to have the clarification on which one it was because we saw so much about when johnny's traditions and i loved it and like if we're gonna do it Let's do it. Let's talk about it. Mention it all. After the ceremony, Rachel says that she's relieved and that Jose is everything she wanted because he's charming. Let's put a pin in that for later. Then during the champagne get-to-know-you moment, they decide to, Rachel proposes they play a, a game in which they go back and forth and they say things about each other, and then it turned into a drinking game of like, oh, if you're, on the same page and we'll take a drink. So basically they were like four and oh on the whole thing. They both speak Spanish. They both like sports. They both um, like to work out a lot. And then, (laughs) woo, y'all Rachel got a little too comfortable and let it slip that, you know, Jose you're everything that I was asking for because I wasn't really looking for somebody who was that good looking. I was really more into personality. Ouch, girl. <laughs> damn. <laughs> you could tell immediately that Jose was like, oh, damn. So then when it's time for photos, Jose is like the photographer is having to ask him to smile, stop being so awkward, be a little bit more comfortable. And in a voiceover, he says that he's nervous that Rachel's not really attracted to him. But then he says that her happiness is really contagious and that he thinks things are going to be great. So I don't know if if this is like a fake it till you make it sort of thing, but I'd be like, "Um, run that shit back. Are you calling me ugly or... I don't really want to be Miss Personality, you know? I mean, I do, but not because you don't think I'm hot. (laughs) So finally, after they do their first dance, Rachel does admit that she does think that Jose is actually really handsome. So then they sit down for dinner, and, and Jose starts talking about his checklist, the checklist of things that he wanted and what he was looking for and what he expected, and... You could tell that Rachel's like, mm, I don't know about all this. And in a confessional, she says she's a little bit concerned that he's very particular and that she might not live up to his expectations. Like, lean into that first part, but don't make it about you, girl. See, this is what I mean. Like, don't look at that tiny man and, you know, I, like, I'll be damned if I let a man under 5'8" make me feel bad about any part of myself, you know? And that I'm not enough. Sir, you're not enough, okay? You're not, okay? So um, that's just a little lesson for me to you guys, you know? For any of you young women out there, never let a man under five foot eight hurt your feelings like that. They should never be allowed to, you know? So anyway, um, Rachel sits down to talk to Jose's parents briefly. Particularly his father and stepmother. And I was a little bit annoyed, I gotta say, as a child of divorce. I understand that divorce can be rough, but I also feel like nut up a little bit. Jose was talking about how, because he was a child of divorce, that, you know, it's so important to him that he get it right, and he make things, and he wasn't taught the right things, but then we saw his parents, and it's like, y'all's, he has a stepmom who he seems to be close with, his parents don't seem to have an issue with each other. They were all conversing with one another with no problem. So what is the truth? Like, as long as your parents are happy, and who's to say, like, how long it got for them to get to that point? I don't know their journey. I don't know their story. But I just feel like you're a grown-ass man. We can rise above our parents' failed relationships. Like, let's, you know, let's not write, let's not let that write the story. Let's not. Um, So anyway, Rachel's talking to um, Jose's father and stepmom. (laughs) And, oh, we're standing the stepmom. Absolutely. She was like, are you planning on having sex with my stepson? Uh, I don't know if you need to, like, get drunk and make it happen, but, like, go out there and live your life, girl. Just, like, if you want to do it, do it, do it. And then she was laughing. And Jose's father was horrified. And you can hear that Winston was horrified as well, right? You weren't feeling it. Yeah. Um, Let's move on. Okay. Are we going to quit? Are we going to be quiet? No. Okay. Pause and I'll be back. All right. Let's move on to Marilla and Gil. (laughs) During their first dance, Gil is like point blank. What was your first impression of me? And she's like, my first thoughts were thank God he's not ugly. (laughs) Glad you didn't say anything about him being bald, but I'm sure he'll find out about that later, Marilla. Um, Gil says that he noticed her lips first and then he noticed her dress and how much he loves it and how like it takes a really confident person to wear the dress. Um, Surprisingly, Marilla says that she feels really comfortable and warm dancing with Gil. I found that really shocking. When they sit down for dinner, Marilla wants to know, like, she's asking the tough questions, like, Gil, do you open doors? Do you open all the doors, like car doors? And Gil's like, oh yeah, I open every door for my lady. Oh, any door that you need opened, don't don't worry about it. I'm fine. Then they start to ask. Oh, um, Gil wants to know what's her last name, or Marilla asks what Gil's last name is, and he tells her. And then he says, what is your mated name. And she says, what? He says, well, the name that you have now before you change it to mine, like, what is that? So then she tells him that, you know, obviously her last name is her father's last name. So she asks him how he feels about keeping her name. And he says, you know, he's really old school, pretty traditional that way. And that he feels like she needs to change it to his In a confessional, Mirla starts to talk about, and this is fair. I mean, I feel like the trend is going that a lot of women don't change their last name these days, but she said she's feeling a really conflicted about that because her father has passed away. It's his name. And she feels in her mind that it would be a very symbolic and big thing for her to change her last name. totally get it. I totally get it. Like, of all the things that I think you should dive deep and head first into um to be in this show and do this experiment, I don't think changing the last name really makes or breaks the situation. Certainly not um before decision day. Not not before then. Um so anyway, she she just kind of stares at him but she doesn't tell him and I I wish that she had maybe I don't know. Was that the time to bring up her her father who passed away? Maybe not. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know.
1: There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and ZepBound for those who qualify.
0: But anyway, as they're sitting, you know, the clink, clink, clink of the um, traditional, hey, we want you guys to kiss, glasses start to go. And at first they're confused because they don't know what that means. They're just like, why is everybody clinking their glasses? But then finally it's like, somebody is like, kiss, kiss, kiss. And Gil, you know, we know that Gil was all down for it and Mirla, not so much. And so she puts her hands up like to his friends like no 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 it's not gonna happen but she does a compromise where he kisses her on the cheek and she kisses him on his cheek okay fine um then Gil sits down with mirla's siblings and her brother asks if there if he saw any red flags in her sister his sister rather like did you see any red flags with my sister bro <laughs> That seems like a very weird question, but okay. Do you have any concerns? I don't know. It's been about 35 minutes, brother. I don't know what to tell you. But, well, Gil's found one. Gil's found a concern. He says that he's um, just worried about Mirla's, you know, passion for designer clothes because he likes nice stuff, but he's not going to be in Prada and Gucci every weekend. And this is how I know you don't really know. You definitely don't shop and wear designer clothes, which is not a shade. Like, please, I am Old Navy down to the socks and in any given moment. (laughs) But he just felt so crotchety. Like, well, I'm not Gucci and Prada every weekend. I, I get it. I get it. Mirla maybe needs to not, like, be, like, have this, like, lavish lifestyle thing be such a priority. But I take issue and I take umbrage, if you will, with a couple of things. Um, First of all, Gil says he doesn't make a lot of money and so he tends to be more conservative with his spending. Fair, right? Um, And he also wonders if that might be a deal breaker. Should it be? No, if you are... you know, if you're you're doing what you're doing, right? Your salary is your salary. He's a firefighter. He is... Was he a personal trainer or does he still? I'm not sure. But, you know, he's got a decent job. A job you can't say anything about. And he makes what he makes, right? But this idea that, like, because Mirla spends money on nice clothes and, sh- and designer and... Sh- bags and shoes and stuff that she's high maintenance that's the shit that i am like i'm on Marilyn's side about that she is allowed to spend within her means you could be a walmart lady and be high maintenance you know like a jimmy choo doesn't does not a high maintenance woman make not in my um what would the word be (laughs) not in my opinion (laughs) So when Mirla sits down with Gil's friends, pretty much immediately they say that they're a little concerned about the fact that she likes to live a lavish lifestyle. And she's like, well, I don't really understand why my lifestyle should have to change. And in a confessional, Gil's friend says, flat out, Gil is extremely cheap. And he's worried that she might only want to do things her way and push him to do things that he doesn't want to do. Now he might need to make a little bit of a, you know, concession on his end. If he is, I don't know. I mean, extremely cheap is not really a great um, characteristic either. If you're a saver, that's one thing. But extremely cheap is not, not great. That's not how I would want to be described. (laughs) But anyway, um, Mirla again says, you know, she likes to spend, Within her means, she's afforded herself a very nice lifestyle. She likes to travel internationally. She likes to buy nice purses and shoes. And Gil's friend's like, oh, so you're high-maintenance. See, again, good on her for standing her ground. I'm being like, I don't think that's high-maintenance, okay? And then she starts talking to Gil's groomsman and his friend and um, some other guy. And, you know, they are like, oh, well, we... um, We just are curious about, like, when you plan on getting physical. Like, are you going to kiss him? Because we noticed you haven't been kissing him. And first of all, it's like, yuck, why are you asking that? But, again, she's like, listen, I don't have a timeline for anything that's not, like, in 24 hours. Or if we hit a certain benchmark, it's going to be this, that, and the third. I'll do it when I do it. I barely know him. Yes, we're married, but we're also strangers. I really want to lay that foundation before we get to physical first. Period. Period, Pooh. Friend, sir, thank you very much. Um, she does, Mirla does say that Gil is everything that she asked for, but it's, is it? Because you asked for a not bald guy and you asked for a not cheap guy and you got you got them both, girl. So, I don't know. That might not be, not, might not be the whole truth. But anyway, I'm going to let you have that. Um, then her friends ask... him Gil what his timeline is for physical stuff and he's playing you know perfect gentleman he's saying that he doesn't care you know as long as she's comfortable they really need to go you know get to know each other and they're like well what if it takes six months he's like well if it takes six months it takes six months if we're going to be married for 40 years that period of time would just be a drop in the bucket so in the grand scheme of things I'm not really tripping about it okay well, we're, we're going to put a pin in that and see how he feels um, by the time we get to the honeymoon and by the time we get to those uh, shared apartments. Let's see. Okay, so let's get to Zach and Michaela. While they have their sit-down dinner, Zach basically tells Michaela all about his insecurities of growing up and going to a predominantly white um, boys school, like Catholic boys school, and not only getting made fun of by the white kids, but also by the black kids in his community because he's dark-skinned. Um, Michaela immediately is like, you don't have to worry about that with me. I think your skin is beautiful. Obviously she's extremely attracted to Zach, and you know, that is extremely palpable. (laughs) So... He doesn't have to worry about that with her, does he? Meanwhile, Michaela's sisters are sitting at their own table. Like, <laughs> I don't want to call them Cinderella stepsisters because I actually really like them, but they're almost like sports commentators talking about what's happening. They are really feeling it, they're noticing the chemistry between them, and they're loving it. They're absolutely entertained. Michaela sits down with Zach's parents after this and his dad basically was like, listen, real talk. Like I thought this was going to be some bullshit, but I'm a little bit scared about how right this looks and how this match seems to be like an actually good match. His mom says, and I have my eyes on the mom. I have my eyes on a lot of the moms of uh, the men from Married at First Sight because there just seemed to be a lot of mommy issues. And definitely I noticed that was Zach when he told his parents that he was going to be doing this, that she, like, had this weird reaction to it that was protective, but also concerned. <laughs> guess she she's kind of seemed like she thought her son was a little bit of a flop but also that's her baby and she really wants to protect him if you know what i mean um so i've got my eyes on her but then she tells Nikayla, listen zach is either all in on something or he's not there's no in between and then she starts talking about all the things that zach does and has done and who he is about He's so particular, he's single-minded, he's analytical, he's an overachiever. On and on and on, and Michaela's just looking and wide-eyed and smiling, like, oh, okay, this is this is a lot. This might be a lot. <laughs> I feel like these things that Zach and his mother have said like about the oh his his app that he created his lotion making the crocheting she is taking it on taking it on the chin is probably a little a bridge too far but she's definitely like taking it in i have a feeling that this would not be the type of guy if she just hadn't seen zach and just saw all the stuff on paper she'd be like oh who is this nerd but um I just had a whole flash. (laughs) This is so dark. I'm not even going to say it. I'm not even going to say it. Um, Move on, Kara. Move on. Um, But yeah, I I have a feeling that like Zach would not necessarily be Michaela's type on paper if she were just to see it and not see his face. I'm saying that, but she's, she's taking it. And you know what? Sometimes we need a push. Like sometimes that nerd is exactly who we need, you know, shout out to Sierra and Russell Wilson. Hello? Let that be an example for you. We don't all need, none of us need future. None of us. Okay? Find you a Russell Wilson. So then Zach talks to Michaela's sisters, and the first thing they say is, why should we trust you with our sister? (laughs) And the only thing that Zach can say is, let my actions speak louder than my words. I know you guys are close. I'm sure I'll be seeing you all the time. And you'll see it. And they all just look at each other and him like, all right okay that's not really what we wanted to hear but okay okay I kind of feel like would I if I were the sister would I want to hear that um no <laughs> I'm thinking like is this if this was my sister and a guy her the guy that she was seeing said that I'd be like girl mm, okay we'll see about that um so then they do this, like, garter belt thing. You know, the traditional man takes off the garter belt. Why, y'all? They they did this, like, whole montage of all the couples and all the men doing this. I noticed that they are doing a little bit more of, like, the traditional wedding things that we haven't seen on the show. And I don't know if they, like, scrapped them in the seasons that I saw, but we're seeing a lot more things. So when they're doing the garter belt thing, <laughs> Zach does, like... Full on Magic Mike. Not even Magic Mike the original. Magic Mike XXL. He is ready. He is body rolling and pussy popping all around Michaela. He like tries to play like he doesn't want to do it. Like he's playing coquettish a little bit, and she's like, "Oh no, Daddy! Like come over here and give Mama some sugar." <laughs> That's so gross. <laughs> but she's all for it. She Michaela is extremely horny, and I have to say i really love the horny energy of the show um early on it never really works like let's talk about matt and amber remember the basketball player from wherever the fuck like the he was off in like the leagues in asia or europe or whatever and and that tiny teacher amber and and they smashed like immediately and then they smashed and crashed and i'm predicting y'all did you guys see the, the preview for the season at the end of the episode? Whoa. Uh, apparently what Michaela's sisters were saying about Hurricane K was the truth because we saw her Poppington in several scenes. More on that later. Um, let's move on to my faves. Y'all know it. You know we love them. Bow and Johnny. Um, so the first time we see them in this episode is that they're at dinner at the reception and Johnny starts talking about, about how he's the type of guy who's social. He likes to bring people together. And also he's really into physical touch more so receiving it. So he knows where he stands. We all know he's very insecure. He needs a woman who's like koala bearing to his uh, bamboo tree. And was that racist? I didn't mean it. (laughs) Now that I'm hearing it, I'm hearing it and I don't want people to think that that's what I meant. But, you know, just clingy, clingy. What's another animal that isn't from an Asian country that I can compare them to? Y'all know what I mean. A moth to a flame, if you will. Um, So Bao is like, thank you for telling me that. Love the transparency. Also, I'm glad you're telling me that because that is not my love language not even um my love uh whatever like the list of things that i need and the list of things that i um, tend to naturally provide in a relationship physical touch is absolutely not one of them it's the bottom bottom of the list so thank you for telling me that because you would have been out here like a fucking brian mcknight video longing for somebody's touch and i would have been none the wiser she does say, I notice that you ask me, like you ask for consent before touching me or kissing me. I notice that I take it in and I appreciate you for doing that. I actually really like it and I find it very sweet and even really attractive. So then they start talking about finances a little bit and, you know, she says she's pretty decent at saving, not much of a splurger, but Johnny asks what her last splurge purse is purchase was and she said oh i got these shoes for the wedding he's like oh what are they she's like oh they're jimmy shoes," and you could tell he was a little bit like oh okay but she's like well i got them on cons- consignment and johnny's like i don't i don't know what that means <laughs> so she explains to him you know like they're gently used you know it just kind of looks like somebody walked around the house in them like they're not that bad you know um and he was like oh man like i really really like that In a confessional, Johnny starts talking about how he feels like the stars are all aligning with them and that there's no question he is completely invested. So then during the reception later, Johnny has a conversation with his friends and her brothers. And he says, honestly, when I met Bao the first time, like back in college, it never even occurred to me to, like, look at her as a potential match. I was just, you know, we were in our Vietnamese clubs at our prospective schools and I just wasn't really thinking about her. I was just thinking about her in a professional manner, but cut to bow talking to Johnny's other groomsmen. And she's like, actually I've thought he was cute this whole time. I've always had a little bit of a crush on him. And in a confessional, she says she's been feeling him for about 10 years and she is also like really shy so she never said anything she never like w- tried to cross that line and i think she also said that he was kind of a playboy so i seems like she felt a little bit intimidated by his confidence and and whatever but i'm like ah, ah i like love this imagine signing up for this show and then you walk down the aisle and see the dude that you've been feeling for a decade. Like, it gives me chills. And I'm not even like that. I'm not that kind of bitch. But I uh, I just love them.
1: <laughs> cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.
0: I was brought down a little bit by Johnny saying that they're not um, at the physical compatibility level yet, and he's really concerned about that, but... You know, and also the fact that Bao's love language is not physical touch. I wonder what he meant that, like, they're not at the physical compat. Maybe I'm I'm listening now and I'm thinking, oh, they're just not on the same page. It's not that he's not attracted to her. Because he does say that he's into her physically. He just feels like he's taking things slow. Okay. Okay. I'll give you that, Johnny. Um, So, like I said, they're doing more of the traditional uh, wedding ceremony tradition the traditional traditions yeah um like uh the send off like I don't recall a time where we ever see a send off because usually these people get married in like either outdoors or on some sort of hotel property that they end up staying at so I don't recall a time where we've seen them actually get like the traditional say send off one more time Kara I dare you (laughs) y'all get it um so who who got the send up okay so Myrla and Gil I don't think we saw Michaela and Zach Myrla and Gil got they went off in a fire truck um Johnny and Bao had this full-on like dragon like people dressed up in those dragon costumes ceremony like that was very cool um they, Rachel and Jose had like a full-on mariachi band as they were leaving. Um, I feel like, like I said, we didn't see Michaela and Mike and Zach. And we did see uh, Brett and Ryan, but they were just like, well, what culture are you guys? White? Okay. I, you will just get to a vintage car that says First Sight on the license plate. I, we don't know what to do with you guys. <laughs> but um, then we also haven't seen, and I don't recall... Maybe they did this on the honeymoons more so, but they also did like the men carrying the women over the threshold, except for all the men did it, except for Ryan. And I got my eye on that situation. Um, Johnny and Bao even got this like traditional red, gorgeous print Chinese bedding switched on their bed like they're leaning in to this and i'm loving it i really am (laughs) like damn y'all thought so far is the even and i wonder like maybe they didn't address this but i wonder if maybe that is part of their like wedding traditions like a a vietnamese did i say chinese oh my god vietnamese vietnamese and i said it earlier i'm so sorry you guys they're vietnamese and i know that (laughs) okay sorry um they They got this, like, traditional Vietnamese bedding, and I wonder if that's part of their wedding culture. I would have liked to hear more about that, or are they just doing it because they're both Vietnamese? I I just had a question that I would like answered. Um, I'm going to look that up, and if I find it, I'll do an addendum afterwards. Okay. Um, So then the ladies all do their, like, you know... um, uh, Viviana, Dr. Viviana comes on and is like, you know, it's tradition for our couples to have sex on their wedding night, but they're strangers, but they're also adults and they're married. So anything goes and they're, they're able to do whatever they want or whatever the fuck, you know. (laughs) A traditional speech that we get so you know then everything gets like the mood lighting and the romantic music starts playing and the husbands are helping the wives with their dress and ooh, unzip my dress but not too far sir do my buttons loosen up my buttons baby um johnny's having a very difficult time speaking of buttons so many of those like tiny little eye hole buttons that you have to do every single one. And it's like all they make it, the editors make it seem like everybody got their dresses off, did their full take off my makeup, night routine, brushed their teeth, went to bed, gotten to a good REM cycle and poor Johnny's still trying to, he's on the fourth button with 12 more to go. (laughs) But uh yeah, again i have really felt for Brett, and this is something that I don't recall any of the other women saying, but I always think about that okay if they first see you and you're painted for the gods you've got you know you're looking incredible usually you know the the most you know uh made up a woman is going to be a special occasion is on her wedding day right the most of us slash out on a full, you know, on a professional hair and makeup. You know, that whole thing. You're looking probably better than you do on a, any given day. And it's like, yeah, he doesn't know you. I'm about to sit here and take off all this MAC, you know, and cloud paint and glossier shit. And what if he comes, what if I come out of that room? And he's like, oh, <laughs> you don't look the same. So I, I totally understood her concern, but also... Brett is really pretty. She's very pretty. She's very naturally pretty, and I I was appreciative of her being vulnerable enough to ask, "Do I look okay? Are you still into this?" And he was like, "Yeah, like." And here's something that I have always wondered. Now, I am sure there is not a single straight man. <laughs> listening to this podcast. So if you know a straight man, if you know a straight man who you know is going to tell you the truth, like don't ask your husband this question because he's just going to lie to you because he has to, right? Don't ask your boyfriend. He has to lie, right? But if there's just one straight man, you can tell me. Tell me the truth. Write to me at everyone's business, but mine at gmail.com. You can DM me on Instagram at everyone's business, but mine. Let me know. Do you guys genuinely love when women are just like, oh, no makeup. You're in your sweats because they all say that. And I don't know if that's true. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know if I believe that. It might be one of those, you know, polite lies that we are little white lies that we say because they're nicer. I, is it really true that you're just like, well, I just love her with her makeup off. Is that true? (laughs) I don't know. But that's what Ryan says. And in this case, it should be true because she's gorgeous regardless. But like, I also just feel like there are probably dudes who are like, wow, you look very different with your makeup off (laughs) and I might prefer it with it on. I don't know. And is that a problem? I don't know. I'd straight man, straight man. Straight man, tell me, tell me what, what the tea is. Jose left his bow tie on, took it off, had it on, put it on his pajamas, left it on. And he was like, oh, you know, I was going to do like a little Chippendales routine, but I decided against you. De- I decided against it. Rachel actually, actually seems to find this attractive. And like, I love that for the both of them because me, uh, pass. <laughs> hard pass I don't need you um you know getting in a handstand and trying to twerk up in the corner of this intercontinental and then you you fall and then it's a whole thing and we can't go on our honeymoon because you're here stuck up in a neck pillow not happening not happening sir um did y'all notice that the clock said 331 Ugh. Ugh, I would have been so tired I'm so tired. Um, Rachel also says that normally all the touchy feely stuff is a little bit of a turnoff. It's kind of awkward for her with the wrong person. I'm totally the same. Like, I. I, We're in a bubble, okay? Even pre COVID, like, I'm in a bubble. I don't like people standing too close to me. They're constantly. There's something like I hear. Here's how sick I am. I don't go to Whole Foods that often because there's something about me in line at Whole Foods that makes... Like, I don't know if there's some sort of sheen or sign that I'm giving off, but there's something about Whole Foods that makes people think that I want them to stand as closely as possible to me as they possibly can and for those of you I don't really know what Whole Foods are like in other in other states but in New York it's like a cattle call so you have these like multiple lines that you wait at and they have um, you know squares like colored squares and so then there's up there's a bunch of screens that will say like OK, red square, you can go to, um you know, uh, register number 15 and then they just go in order. So it's like a truly a lot of people all the time. It's a hot mess. Um, And yeah, for some reason, everybody's like, please stand as close to Kara as possible. She loves it. She wants to be like, just use her as a thunder shirt, like just be her thunder shirt. I don't know what it is. And that's why I don't go, where am I? I'm just spiraling now. I'm just spiraling. (laughs) Um, I don't even know. Like I said, Johnny finally finishes the buttons. Um, he even helps her on, take her bobby pins out of her hair. And it's just very sweet. And, um, Johnny tells the camera he's really attracted to Bao, but he knows that like physical touch it is not something that she's super comfortable with. So he's trying to take it slow. And then they get in the bed (laughs) Johnny had talked about in the first couple episodes, his body pillow and how he uses it to cuddle at night. And so they're getting into bed and she's like, I found the perfect solution. We're going to use this pillow as your body pillow. And then I'll just be on the other side of it. So then you can hug that pillow and think of me and then I don't have to touch you. Right. So you're getting what you need. And I'll just look at you. I'll, I'll stare gazingly and longingly into your eyes. I'll do little cute smiles and we can talk and, you know, we'll do that. And then you have something to lo- to touch. And then so we don't have to do it. <laughs> I- iconic, iconic behavior. Um, that was really the end of the episode, you guys. So let's talk about this preview because it really got me hype. The things that I saw that really stuck out to me and struck out were ooh girl um it appears like Zach might be going rogue there is somebody in a car Michaela's yelling to I think Ryan to like if you if you're going to help me get this guy out of the car it seems like Zach might be driving away it feels like We did not, I noticed, there was very little of Mirla and Gil in the preview. Very little. Very little. (laughs) Um, so, let's, let's talk about that. Um, there, it seems like maybe they go to, like, some kind of ranch for their honeymoon, which, like, mm, sorry to you, Brett. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry, girl. Um, what else did I see? Uh, just a lot of screaming, a lot of like people holding Michaela back. Um, it, uh, Brett talking to Ryan about like if you're not into this, then we need to do it. Like it seems like all the couples are going to have significant issues. Um, I think that there may have been a little kerfuffle. Yeah, there was. There was definitely Bowes crying at some point and feeling rejected. I'm I'm very very curious to see what is going to be happening with all the couples because usually there's like one couple that's like smooth sailing maybe there's a little something here and there like Woody and Amani. there really was no fighting there was like that one fight where she found text messages or something but they didn't really even get into that too much but there's usually one couple that's like stays the course there's one that's like Uh, kind of a will they won't they there's always like one or two who we know or like you know barely gonna make it to decision day i'm i'm really interested because it seems like all of them are having significant drama and i'm ready for it so hope you guys are joined along with this journey with me i'm hype i'm really hype um thank you guys so much for listening if you can give me a five-star review on apple Podcasts. I would be so happy. I would greatly appreciate it. Um, yeah. Love you guys. Be back next week.